Avengers Infinity War is coming to theaters on April 27th, 2018. To shamelessly tie into this, <clears throat> I mean to celebrate this release, Michael Bailey sat down with his wife Rachel to go through all of the Marvel Phase 3 movies they had not yet seen, which, to be honest, was all of them, and then talk about those movies for your entertainment. Fortress of Bailey 2 Showcase presents... Presents... Mike, Mike and, and Rachel, Rachel versus, versus Marvel, Marvel Phase, Phase 3. Part 3, Guardians, Guardians of the, of the Galaxy, Galaxy, Volume 2. Hope you're ready. It'll be here any minute. Is that a rifle? You don't know what a rifle looks like? It's just swords were your thing and guns were mine. But I guess we were both doing guns now. I just didn't know that. Well, that's intense. I see it within you. Fear. Jealousy. Betrayal. It is our duty to cleanse the universe of this weakness. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. But that isn't true at all. Dude, uh, I'm using my wrong eye. Throat, put your seatbelt on. So we're saving the galaxy again? Yep. Awesome. We're really gonna be able to jack up our prices for two-time galaxy savers. Yes. thing you're searching for your whole life it's right there by your side all along you're right all you do is yell at each other you're not friends no we're family except maybe her years I've found you and who the hell are you I'm your dad Peter all right we just finished up Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 and I think it's rather appropriate that at the start of the first Guardians of the Galaxy film we burst into tears yeah. and at the end of this one we burst into tears yeah having said all that I actually enjoyed it more than the first one. Okay. Mm. I don't know. I can't say more. I think on equal footing for me. That might be a better way to put it. I just... Usually sequels are terrible, but Marvel films have managed to break the uh, kind of mold and the actually cycle. produce uh, sequels that are, if not better, as good and as enjoyable and uh, in the process of... Uh, Continuing the story in a way that certain sequels don't do. Yeah. It continues the story, but it doesn't diminish the original story. 
Okay, so the first thing I'm going to get out of the way after that... Baby Groot! <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Is, uh, y'all, stop knocking on the Zoom. Yeah, seriously. seriously. No, 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 I'm going to take up for the Zoom. And, and, and Shag, shut up. I know you're yelling at your whatever the hell, whatever the hell outdated technology you bought because you're cheap. My wife, in 2006, got me a Zoom. Yes, I The did. next Christmas, I got her a Zoom. Her Zoom, so that's 2007, so that's 11 years ago, still works. Yep. All right? The only reason I replaced my Zoom after six years is that after dropping it for the hundredth time, because I dropped that thing all the time, the headphone jack finally got knocked loose and that's when we got our first smartphones uh which rachel is now using the latest one we have to play a bejeweled type game uh disney emoji so anyways uh i'm listening i'm paying attention no no i know i know i was just just pointing out that that's what yeah. you're doing so but stop knocking on the damn zoom there really, though, oddly enough, is not much I have to say about this film. I really enjoyed it. I think the themes of family were really strong. They could have saved Yondu. I think Yondu's sacrifice added to the depths of the film. Okay, they could have accomplished the same thing by making it look like he was going to die and saving him at the last second. So, but really, it, it, it's really weird that, you know... I. Like, basically, the the major theme of your family is who you make it, and you need to tell people you love them when you have the chance. Don't I, trust your estranged father. Yeah, don't trust... <laughs> <laughs> Especially if he comes with shit too good to be true. So, uh, I, I think the cast was amazing. Yes. Uh, funny story. I don't know if I've talked about this on one of the shows. Uh, last year, I came back from lunch... Uh, or a break or something, and uh, I looked on, and uh, my coworker was dealing with this guy uh, at the counter, and I worked in the copy center at the time, and I looked on the screen, and there was what was essentially a Marvel trading card. It was the modern-day Drax, so basically Drax like he looks in this film, and against the Marvel Universe Series 3 card set. Because uh, each of the Marvel Universe card sets had a certain look to it. And uh, Series 3... I'll always like Series 2 the best, but Series 3 had a lot going for it. But And I and I said out loud, hey, that's Marvel Seri Universe Series 3 cards with, with a modern Drax. And the guy kind of like looked surprised because I guess this isn't just something he hears all the time. So I start talking to him. And I'm about to tell him I can't print it when he informs me he is the lead makeup guy for Drax the Destroyer on the films. And every show they did, and at that point they were filming this, uh, every show they do, he said, he does a trading card for all of his people. So I'm like, okay, he, he, he actually works on Drax the Destroyer. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give him some slack on this. So. Well, he also had the printer thing. This is what happens when you work 20 minutes from where they're shooting these movies. 
I have not met any of the cast yet, because why would they come into Staples? <laughs> they might need printer paper one day, you never know. So, yeah, they'll send a production goon. Yeah, I know they have people for that, but <laughs> maybe you'll get someone who, you know, wants to do their own stuff. But, oddly enough, you know, I, I, I liked Yondu, I liked Drax, uh, I liked Peter, uh, I still say that the actress playing G Gamora is an extremely attractive African-American woman who looks so much better with green makeup. Uh, you have a thing for green women. I have a thing for green women that has nothing to do with Star Trek, which will surprise a lot of people. Nope, it has um, to do with Wicked Witch of the West. I also think it's kind of weird that Karen Gillan is so attractive that bald... And covered in cybernetic makeup, she is still amazingly hot. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think that was possible, but now that we've watched a lot more Doctor Who, yeah, it's kind of funny to see her do that, <laughs> to, to, her in this role, actually, after seeing that. Because you can actually see Amy becoming that eventually. Yeah, I can see that. <sighs> ah, poor Rory. Anyways, but no, I, I mean, Rocket was... As lovable as always, as acerbic as he is. Uh, I liked Mantis. I don't know much about Mantis in the comics, uh, because that's an area of the Marvel Universe I'm not as familiar with. Uh, I, I, I did think at one point she, uh, she, what did she reference? She referenced Despicable, Despicable Me. Me. But here's the thing. Did she not remind you of Starfire from Teen Titans Go? A little bit, yeah. Like, like, like her speech patterns and all that? Yeah. <laughs> so. No, it was. I am the ugly. I, I really hate to I'm say this. I liked it so much, I don't have much to say about it. Yeah. Um, like I said, I don't like that they, they killed Yondu and everything. I like how Yondu, you know, I loved Baby Groot in the beginning dancing through the, the, the fight. The fight. That was adorable. And everything. I loved him chasing down the guy. What the guy who abused him? Who was being mean to him? Yeah, that was just awesome and everything. When did they take his little suit off though? That's what I want to know because it seemed like the whole thing was they were laughing because he couldn't get the clothes off, and then they didn't show him take the clothes off. So you think that would have been a thing? But um, I like that Drax is a little more relaxed, not quite so. Always on 11, if that makes sense. Yes. Like he was in the last one. I don't know how that is as far as keeping with the character from the comics, because I've not read these comics, but I do like the flow of the film, how he's relaxed around and become his family and everything. So I'll have to reread Annihilation, because which is where they brought him back, because before that, the main area I was, or the main book I was familiar with, Drax, from was uh, the lead up to the Infinity Gauntlet, which I've been rereading because of the Infinity War film. Uh, he is brought back from the dead along with Thanos. Sorry, Thanos. <laughs> and <laughs> stop cackling. Uh, it is so funny to watch you be corrected by Lewin Keith. I'll tell that story in a second. Anyways, uh, he was brought back, but he was kind of mindless, so he was kind of a goof. But, uh, like, he was basically 
Thanos was a goof? No, 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 Drax. Oh, okay. So, so picture, picture Drax kind of like he is in these films, but he's more childlike. He was pretty childlike in the first more so, more so, more so. Like, okay. big, huge body, but kind of dopey. And then... Was still violent? Well, he would fight, yes, but... Okay. It, it was a little different from the movies. When they brought him... I remember when, in the lead-up to the Annihilation event, the first one, because there was like 50, uh, he had his own miniseries, and I really liked it, because it, it kind of made him more in line with how he is in these films. Uh, because a lot of what the Guardians movies drew from was in 2006 during Civil War, uh, when all these people, when all these Marvel fans were completely and utterly pissed off that Civil War was going on. Marvel at the same time, uh, Dan Abnett, Andy Lanning, these two writers kind of conceived this whole cosmic storyline called Annihilation, where Annihilus, who is a, a Fantastic Four villain, is basically trying to destroy the universe, and you have this like weird collection of people fighting against him. And it was this brilliant, beautiful series, and it continued on after that. And from that came a new Guardians of the Galaxy with basically the team you see in these films. So the fact that this movie had references to earlier to the earlier version of the of the Guardians, even though they were thieves. Uh, I, I really, I, I kind of appreciated that. But, um, for, for those, cause I don't know if I've told this story again on shows. Four years ago, we were up in Pennsylvania for my high school reunion, uh, visiting with my friend Amy Howe and her, and her, and her lovely husband Jamie, uh, and, and their son, uh, who was four at the time, I believe. And, uh, we were sitting there and he was showing me how to play the original Marvel Universe Lego game, uh, the Marvel Superheroes Lego game. And we were doing, and I was going through, and at one point, I said Thanos, because for my existence of knowing who that character was, and all my friends, and everybody who I talked to, we would say Thanos. And this four-year-old corrected me, <laughs> and said, no, it's Thanos, because apparently that's how they pronounced it, on the cartoon that was on at the time. Yes. Imagine my surprise when, even though they've screwed it up in the first Guardians, that's apparently the official pronunciation. And the four-year-old was right. And the four-year-old was right. Um, <laughs> so. Anyways, that's really all I've got on this. I really like this film. Yes. Uh, it was very enjoyable. One of the stronger of the Phase 3. Uh, had a lot of heart to it. And what I really liked is even though the, the de-aging of Kurt Russell at the beginning was a little woolly. Yeah. Uh, not as good as some of the others. I really was impressed with the amount of CGI in this film and how smooth it all looked. Like there were certain shots. There's a shot of Gamora standing on the planet before Nebula starts attacking her with the ship, which was just freaking hilarious to me. Um, that looked like, wow, that is obviously her standing against a green screen. But then you have the scene with Come a Little Bit Closer, uh, or how Yondu got his groove back, uh, basically, as Drax and Yondu and, and, and uh, Groot kind of get revenge on being taken over by Taserface. 
You mean rocket, uh, rocket? Rocket. Um, no I, I was really impressed with the, the sheer amount of CGI they put into all those people dying. And I was just, I, I, God, I that just. And you also have, to me, it seems a little unrealistic that he hadn't put, that, that Quill hadn't put together yet, that Yondu was more his father than his father was. That, I think, was kind of, to me, drug a little bit. It's like, you know, why did you leave my mother? That kind of thing. I'll give you that and everything. This great dad shows up with all the wonderful things, a whole planet, yada, yada, yada. But then you come up and it's like, you know, one, he never really answered, why did you leave my mother? To, to a satisfying answer, at least for me. And then, you know, it was, then you find out, yes, he killed his mother. So, Quill's mother and everything, but you come up and, but Quill, I think, should have realized at that point that, you know, long before this, that Yondu was, essentially raised him like a son. Well, here's the thing, though. In all honesty, that felt more authentic than anything else. Because it is very realistic that you don't realize it until it's too late. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of fortunate that I've I've been able to reconnect with my dad uh, after after about a decade of us being kind of estranged. I mean, we didn't have like a major falling out, but we had a lot of problems. But we managed to kind of work through it. So I can kind of see that where some people do let it go until it's too late. So I, I just I don't know. I bought it. Uh, plus, it worked really well for the film. It did work really well for the film. It just seems like he would have thought of that beforehand. Maybe not expressed it as much, but it seemed like he hadn't even thought of it beforehand uh, until there. You'd think he would have thought of it by now. So, in conclusion, great movie. Loved Baby Groot. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell was very charming in his villain role. Uh, loved the scene with Come a Little Closer, and y'all stop picking on the Zoom. Yeah, seriously, leave the Zoom alone. And the funeral thing at the end was awesome. Yes. That made me cry, though. And little baby Groot. Now teenage Groot. Yes, now teenage Groot. Just being a bit of a prick. Though I did like the the raccoon, the rocket raccoon, and um, or trash panda, <laughs> and uh, and Yondu figured out, you know, the they had their touching moment together that they were the same you know, person, everything, and that Baby Groot was Rocket Quill, basically. Mm-hmm. All Um, I don't know what the next film will be. It will more than likely be Thor Ragnarok. Uh, but it might be Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't know. Uh, but just stay tuned, and we will be right back. Bye. Getting down and dirty with a Procyon Loader. Got no people skills, but he's good with motors. That weird thing by his side, an infantilized sequoia. The two of them walk by, people say, oh boy. They ask me why I'm bringing a baby into battle. That's really irresponsible and getting them rattled. I said, give me a break. Get off of my back, damn it. I didn't learn parenting. My daddy was a planet.
times of hardship. Just remember.